0: Byheart.com slash podcast with code D-I-J-F-Y for a limited time. That's buyheart.com slash podcast and code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. Additional terms and conditions apply.
1: Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable.
2: Hey, this is Megan and Stacey with another what we're cooking and eating now bonus episode. In addition to our regular weekly episodes twice a month, we give you a real-time rundown of what we're cooking for our families or what we're (laughs) just eating or we're doing a different this week. Go ahead.
0: Um, I feel like we should apologize because last week when we were in LA, we realized that through some production calendar snafu, we did not have a What We're Cooking and Eating Now episode for y'all. So we are doing it. First thing, we're just back from LA and we are delivering on things that we ate in LA that we also feel like you could turn into spring meals at home. So it might be even better than if we had pre-recorded a What We're Cooking and Eating Now before we were in LA. What do you think, Stacey?
2: I totally agree. I feel like we've recently done a bunch of episodes both in the public feed and also in our supporting membership their bonus episodes where it's pretty clear that we're pretty burnt out <laughs> <laughs> tired of life crispy crispy and i was so inspired coming back from our trip to la and i know that not everyone can travel not everyone can get away from their family and not everyone even when they do get an opportunity to go away from their family as is as into food as we are. I mean, we were such nerds. It was such a joy to be with you and like eating in a city that had so many great food options. I feel like every meal we were like, our brains were firing off and we were so inspired. Yes. And
0: I, I don't, I want to say like, oh, you could go out on a date night. And feel inspired but maybe you should go out with your best friend yeah because there's some stuff we ate that like like beets Brian will never he's like no beets taste like dirt I never want to order them (laughs) I love beets I love I think anytime there were beets on the menu in LA I was like can we get the beets because I want them and it's like the time so that that was like one of my big takeaways was like eating out but not like on a routine date night could be really inspiring or just like getting out to the farmer's market and seeing what's growing right now could just help change things up for everyone else who's crispy like us. Yes.
2: So I hope it's helpful. Also, can we give a little sneak preview? Yes. Some of the things that we were inspired by are being turned into recipes for the yes. Didn't I Just Feed You audience. So it really was inspirational. And we really did pick six dishes that we can talk you through. And we think that we believe in you. You can approximate them at home and it's going to be delicious.
0: Yeah, we'll give some guidance. Okay, Stacy, you're going to jump in. First night in LA, great pick that you picked we both loved it we both wish we could take our partners there why don't you tell everyone about it
2: so we went to a i think it's a relatively new restaurant called Grandmaster Records and it's such a vibe it's all like music paraphernalia but not in a kind of like cheesy hard rock way and like a very like slick hipster way like there are albums everywhere the music was great and really varied and the food was Delicious, super fresh, Italian leaning, um great, beautiful open kitchen. We geeked out on that. Remember walking out, we were like, look at that kitchen. I mean, anytime
0: so there's an open kitchen,
2: we're hot for that.
0: So yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: true. We have another story of a hot open kitchen, yes, don't we? Yes. We'll get to that. So one of the great things that we ate there were giant beans with pesto with some anchovies laid on top and you know listen guys we know like in a restaurant there's like the perfect balance between acidity and like the perfect olive oil and the like little something in there that you're like what is it you know and we tried to suss it out but i think for the purposes of what we're cooking and eating now the idea of beans on a delicious pesto and then The anchovies, here's why I'm going to mention them. And I don't even love anchovies, Mm, but I I do, I know, I know you do. And these actually were really delicious ones, but I do think that if you're feeling crispy, making some pickled onions, buying some like one can, splurging a one can of high quality tinned fish or anchovies or something that you like that maybe your family doesn't like and having it be something that you can add at the very end to your own dish just brings such food joy so you get these big giant white beans right you warm them through you lay them on top of a bed of like little dollops of pesto Maybe add some shallots, splash with a little white wine vinegar, and then get the anchovies on the side just for you. And that's how you're going to plate your own. Such a treat, so little effort. um, And it was just absolutely delicious.
0: There was bread as part of that course, too, which could be really great, like making some garlic bread to sort of smash the white beans and pesto onto. And I was going to add, they gave us whole fillets of the anchovies, but for my family who they do, three quarters of us, like anchovies, I would probably cut them or shred, like flake them into smaller pieces to just put right on top. I think that would be somehow more accessible to them.
2: Yes. I love it. Okay. What else? We had at Felix Trattoria, I think is the full name of the restaurant in Venice. We had the most beautiful panzanella and have we mentioned Panzanella recently? I feel like, I mean, I have a, I have three versions of it in Make It Easy, my first cookbook. I feel like we mention it at least every summer. It's such a great salad because it's hearty, it's chunky, there's bread in there, which is just delicious and also just makes it hefty. And it's, endlessly adaptable. And what I loved about the version that we had at Felix was that it was perfectly on season. So it had these beautiful tomatoes, cherry tomatoes. You thought it was cucumber. I'm remembering it as zucchini, who knows, but there was chunks of it, arugula, and then they had taken spring snap peas and sliced them up and had them tossed in there, which is not traditional, but beautiful with hunks of bread. And a big old ball of burrata on top. <laughs> burrata is definitely We're, a theme. It's a theme for it's the a week. Theme. Yes. We ate a lot of burrata. But it was beautiful and such a reminder that pensanella is a salad that is easily deconstructible. So it really is the ultimate Family friendly salad, in my opinion, because when it's easily deconstructable and hunks of bread are a big part of it, like you win. You just Win, win. win. You win
0: salad. Yes. Yes. Right. And you could use any kind of bread here. Like you could do pita bread. You could do sourdough. You could do waffles. Like we, we, we call for a panzanella. And we also have a recipe that we wrote for Better Homes and Gardens where it's like a chicken and waffles thing. And we use, Waffles is the croutons. I am fully distracted thinking about the open kitchen situation at <laughs> Felix because there was oh. a very handsome chef in his own little glass room that we were seated directly outside oh of God. who just spent the two hours we were eating very gently, very patiently, very beautifully hand shaping pasta. All
2: the words and you're it choosing. was <laughs> hot. It was hot words, the gentle, the patient. (laughs) It was hot. And the room he was in was like separate from the main kitchen. And it was basically staged like a Nona's kitchen, right? Like an old school Italian kitchen and like the perfectly clean wood surface where he's just rolling out the pasta and we were literally seated right outside of the window where he was facing
0: out of. So I'm pretty sure he could hear us like talking about how
2: I hot hope it was. so because he deserved an so. He de- boost.
0: deserved that shout out. Okay. He did.
2: Um there was something else we ate at Felix yes. though
0: that was incredible. And another
2: thing from Felix that was incredible. Uh, pesto alla Trapanese. I'm sorry if I'm butchering the pronunciation. But it is a Sicilian pesto that's made traditionally with blanched almonds and tomato. I've seen it made with peeled raw Roma tomatoes. I've also seen recipes for it with blister cherry tomatoes. And honestly, I've seen a few with sun-dried tomatoes too, but it's basically... A pesto. It it will have a slightly chunkier mouthfeel. You won't get it completely smooth the way you would a traditional basil pesto, but it's the almonds, the tomatoes, garlic, basil, a little bit, but not a lot because the basil isn't becoming the sauce. It's just flavoring the sauce. And You can even add some other fresh herbs, like especially in the summer, maybe throw in a tiny bit of mint or even chives just to give it a little something extra. But it's such a beautiful way to use spring and summer tomatoes. You can make it all year round with cherry tomatoes, of course. It just feels like a summery version of pesto, something Mm -hmm. that's a little bit different.
0: The takeaway here for me is buy more fresh pasta because I know that even in Chattanooga, there's places where I can get fresh pasta. Maybe not handmade by a hot chef, but still. (laughs) Instead of my regular just like box pasta to like really enjoy pasta night. Um, And then also some contrast when making pasta. I know you're really good about regularly making like crispy breadcrumbs to put on top of pasta. But I loved the almonds in this version of pesto. And I loved that there was like this little bunch, bunch, crunch, bunch of crunch in the pasta. Yes.
2: (laughs) Yes. I love it. Okay, you're going to go through three dishes, but I want to give a special side little shout out to Sonora Town in DTLA, although I think they might have some other locations. We had so much delicious food there. One reminder that I want to share with our listeners is that poblanos and chorizo are delicious together. And I feel like if you are intimidated by using poblanos or like cooking them or roasting them or having to put them over the open flame... Summer is the perfect time when you have that grill fired up. Throw them out there, let them get charred, then peel them off. Just throw them in a paper bag, close it so that the steam builds. And then that char will just come right off and they'll be perfectly fork tender. Cut them into strips. You can do this ahead of time. And then mixing poblanos with chorizo or there's a a chorizo is another great ingredient that comes vegan. And like, My kids have had vegan chorizo and they're pretty picky about non-meat substitutes and they love it. They can't even tell the difference. It makes a great burrito filling. It makes a great quesadilla filling. It's just so delicious. And agua frescas. Drink of the summer, agua frescas. I had a pineapple one. You had a watermelon one. So easy to make. Such a great way. Strikes that perfect balance between water and fruit without having to go to like, Kool-Aid. Soda and kool yes. and all those drinks cost more. And maybe you feel like you want to give in moderation more. You know, I feel like Agua Fresca has hit that perfect summery balance.
0: Also a spiked Agua Fresca. Ooh, yeah, baby. Ooh, on a summer afternoon.
2: Great popsicles too.
0: Great popsicles. Um, I also wanted to tag team the poblano conversation yeah, because great. right now on the West Coast, like specifically, I know in Arizona, and for some reason, really popular in Boise too, are hatch chilies. Love which
2: hatch chilies.
0: Are another chili that's great to like buy now, roast them or grill them, prep them by like taking off the charred skin, and then you can even stick them in the freezer for like future quesadillas and quick weeknight meals that are. Actually, very tasty.
2: Yum, yum, yum.
0: Oh, also, you can get canned hatch chilies and poblanos that you are can. already prepared, you just, can. just so you know, I'm not saying they're as good. I'm just you saying, can. for sure. You know, when we're crispy, burnt out. Okay. Stacy had the best breakfast at this place called Louis. And again, Bottega being, Louis. Bottega oh, Louis. Bottega Louis. Yeah. Thank you. um Which is like a be- they had a beautiful pastry case, and we ate burrata. Burrata, just a theme theme of the week. But I loved that cheese was the centerpiece of your breakfast, this burrata, but it was topped with um, chunks of fresh mango that had been tossed with like a little bit of vinegar, olive oil, salt and pepper, but also pickled red onions and a little bit of like a red chili That was so good. I would eat that for breakfast, but that could also be a really lovely dinner paired with like a big hearty salad and some grilled bread for like right now for entertaining um, or just like a celebratory Friday night or get you out of your rut. What else did we eat? Oh, we, there are no photos of this. This was like (laughs) on one of our last, our last night together in LA, we both were so spent That we were like, let's just order delivery and watch the ultimatum, which (laughs) we have to get a (laughs) conversation going in the listeners group or listeners community about the ultimatum because we're both obsessed and we haven't even debriefed because I just finished the reunion last night. But we had a LARB from Night plus Market. Is that how you say it? Or Night 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 and Market? Night and Market, which is like a pretty well known restaurant in LA. They have multiple locations. They've been written about in like Bon Appetit and New York Times and all that. So it was really fun to do it as takeout. But the thing that I loved the most was they had a vegan version of Larb, which was just like, they described it as crispy tofu patties, which even just the idea of like, not just crisping tofu with a little bit of cornstarch in a hot pan for me was like really exciting. I was like, "Ooh, crispy tofu patties. There's so much you could do with that." But the the crispy tofu patties in the larb were then chopped up and sautéed again with like a ton of herbs and a larb sauce, which if you've never had before is both like acidic, very acidic, very spicy, herbal, um, there's a little bit of sweetness to it. And traditionally you eat it in lettuce wraps. But I think both Stacey and I just ate the the salad of like all the herbs and the crispy tofu patties together. That would be really easy to recreate with our favorite, some of our favorite sauces from Omsum.
2: Yum. Those tofu patties, I feel like they might have put the herbs inside the tofu patty. Also. And I've been thinking about it. Yeah. Like I feel like it was an herbed tofu patty that was then cooked, then torn up, and then refried. With more something. herbs. With, I don't think the herbs were cooked because larb calls for fresh herbs. I felt like maybe the herbs were in the patty and then it was just tossed with a ton of fresh herbs. Like the way you would cook the meat. Yeah. Because when you make larb, you just cook the meat and that's it. And then you dress it with fresh herbs.
0: It reminded me of a like pan-fried situation where you actually like, add the herbs at the end of cooking, but like off the heat. So they weren't really cooked, but they were slightly wilted, but maybe it was also just the sauce.
2: Yeah. Either way, it was so delicious. I think if I were to try it, we should both try it. Cause I okay. was thinking more of a like traditional lard preparation where you have the tofu pratties. I thought they were maybe herbed and that's how they were made, but then I would cook it the way I would cook the meat. Yep. And then I toss that in a bowl with the fresh herbs and the fish sauce and the lime juice. And maybe you should do it like kind of wilting the herbs a little bit.
0: I mean, I would probably do that anyways, just to not dirty another bowl. Like out of laziness, I'd be like, oh, I can just throw this in at the pan.
2: I'll put it, put all like the sauce in the pan, but you don't want the sauce to heat. Right. right. You'd have Off to make sure you're, yeah, like the sauce yeah. shouldn't heat because then it won't be as like, it wouldn't be as good. I feel like it'd be something yeah. different because the whole thing about a larb sauce is that like sharp lime juice with that fish sauce. Like it's a nice, like fresh sauce. It was so delicious. And you immediately knew that we should get it. And I like was like, yeah, totally. Like I'm game, but I didn't think it would be as good as it was. Because it I love the, larb so much.
0: Yeah. Right. And I was really I was there was a part of me that was torn because they also had a traditional yes. larb on the menu, but I was like, I need, I really need to know about crispy tofu. So good. Is. So, so good. good. The other thing that I want to talk about is we had breakfast at Superba, and again, burrata, but this time it was <laughs> instead of the beautiful ball, it was sort of like broken up almost like a sauce and served on top of it were roasted beets, which I feel like were very simply dressed with just like a little bit of olive oil, salt and pepper, but there was crispy wild rice that was on top of the, the burrata and the beets. And I can't stop thinking about it. I don't know how you make crispy wild rice, but I'm determined to try it out. I'm thinking maybe it's like cooking the rice let, spreading it out onto a sheet pan and either toasting roasting it in a low oven or if there's some way to do it in the air fryer i'm sure there are reference recipes yeah except for that then i'm like well my air fryer has like all the little holes in the basket so like would the rice stay in there
2: and i'm looking at a photo of it right now and it's interesting because Every individual grain is separate. You know like yeah. we've done that crispy sheet pan rice trick, right? But then you get more like hunks, you kind of like kind take, of like a granola texture. Yes, exactly. Yeah. This is individual, which partially it's probably the wild rice texture. Right. Wild rice doesn't stick as much because it has the whole bran on it. Um but yes, I think that's another worthy experiment for yes. sure.
0: Okay, and then I know those are like our top six recipes that we would recreate at home, but I feel like I really need to talk about the gluten-free tahini brownies that we had at Superba, because I feel like two years ago, tahini brownies were like... Yeah, excuse me. The shit, like everyone was making them everywhere, and to be honest, I never did. I was just like, uh, I would just rather have a brownie. But this brownie was so good. Like the texture of it was so chewy, and the tahini had this nuttiness to it. I found a version of the recipe. I don't know if it's from Superba, but it's a gluten-free tahini brownie from Bon App. So we will link to that in the community. I'm probably going to make them. Like nice. Yes, because I'm like, okay, okay,
2: I buy it. I, buy I it. wondered it. if tahini was in the batter or just swirled on top because it I did have a swirl. Just swirled on top, which I think makes a big difference because I've yes. seen other recipes that call for tahini in the batter. Yeah, and I this texture was so beautiful that I was like, this feels like a classic, really well done gluten free brownie, and then mm-hmm. tahini swirled on top for the flavor, which I liked. So yes. can't wait for your tests.
0: Okay. And then we'll know if it's, yes. the, it's the one to try.
2: There you go. There you go. That's
0: not even everything we eat in LA. No, That's like but it's 20% of it. We eat so much. You
2: guys, it was so delicious in the community. We can share more if you want on Instagram. We'll be sharing pictures. And if you live in LA or you've traveled there recently, like tell us what we need to eat the next time we go. So, yes. this new bi monthly series is thanks in part to the generous support of our Didn't I Just Feed You supporting membership. Huge shout out and thank you to them. You can find out more about becoming a supporting member at Didn't I Just Feed backslash community. And hey, you guys, if it's not the right time to support us, you know, we totally understand. And don't forget that you can get all the links to this week's What We're Cooking and Eating Now, which will be a little different this week by joining the free section of our community and you'll get so much other value out of there too. A huge
0: thank you also to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. Thanks for listening. Stay sane and well fed until next time.